It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Auburn Podcast, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. (laughs) Presented by our good friends at Fetch Me Home Delivery. Michael, I was sitting on my couch yesterday. Can it be work delivery? Because I haven't had breakfast yet. They'll do that. They delivered us. Sounds like I need to sign up. Absolutely. You absolutely do. And you, uh, if you do sign up, you can use promo code FETCHME20 for your first delivery free. I was sitting on my couch yesterday. Um, I was actually very sad. I was very sad. I was watching coverage of the, of the Kobe Bryant situation. And after a few hours of watching uh, the coverage of that... I looked at Leah and I'm like, what are we eating for dinner? I don't really want to go anywhere. Guess what we did? I used my, uh, my Fetch Me app and they brought the food to me. The whole day yesterday just felt strange. The Kobe thing's rough, man. I don't think I've ever had uh, the passing of someone who I've never personally met affect me so much. I was a wreck yesterday. Hit me again on the way into work this morning. I was alone in my car. I just lost it. Not a huge basketball fan. I don't know what it was. I think it's just having someone who's like larger than life like that seems so human. It's shocking. Yeah, it's like if he's like the most invincible person on the planet. And then just like that, it's gone. It's, it's terrible. Absolutely terrible. So, But yes, anyway, use promo code FASHME20 for your first delivery free. All right, so Auburn landed a huge commit over the weekend. DeAndre Butler from Independence Community College, 6'5", 285 pounds. I'm sorry. I'm Zach Blackerby. You're Michael Pappas. Painter Sharpless is also with us. All right. Yeah, so DeAndre Butler, the number one ranked JUCO strong side defensive end, and he makes it the 24th commit in the 2020 class for Auburn. The other 23 have signed. Butler is expected to sign on February 5th. I mean, this guy was dominant at the JUCO level in 10 games last year. He had 66 tackles, 11 and a half sacks, and 22 tackles for a loss. The guy's a stud, and folks, uh, I, I bet he gets some extreme playing time. Extreme. Extreme playing time uh, in, in 2020. To the extreme. I would say, I don't know what's going to happen with the playing time. However... Yeah, I, I do believe that this is another great sign of two things. One, the rotation stays fresh. Sure. Two, why are you all out there doubting RG, the OG, Rodney Garner? Guy gets it done on the trail. The big D word you guys like, development. He does that too. True, absolutely. Um, and the yeah, and big D. That's word. right. But in all seriousness, we've seen some junior college guys come in right away. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm good like that. Manscaped sometimes sponsors this show. Just uh, mentioning that. Go ahead, Painter. The big D, as in Develop defensive word. line word. Yeah, no, you're right. Word. It was development, and that's all I've got. But I think that he'll factor in into that rotation, and this is another sign of. Auburn's staff going after guys with big size that are versatile players who can both clog up the middle of the field, yeah. stop run blocking, and of course, pursue the passer. 6'5", 285. He's got three years of eligibility left. So, I mean, this is this is a big deal. This is a big deal. I think it's going to kind of help pave the way. Auburn's 2020 defensive line class right now is ridiculous. DeAndre Butler, the guy we just mentioned. Ooh. Of course, Jay Hardy, Daniel Foster Allen, Zacavius Walker, and then playing Buck. Romello Height. I, I like this group coming in, 
And so now I think it's getting a little bit clearer as far as what you're going to see up front for the defense next year. And like you said, Painter, it's crazy to me that people keep doubting Rodney Garner. The the, the future of that that position group is is here. It's on campus. And I think Auburn fans should be excited about it. I don't have anything else to add here. Uh, Michael Pappas, if you could save me, because I think the defensive line is the thing Auburn, we, we've talked about it only with good terms, and that's going to continue right here, right now, baby. Yeah, this is going to be, Sweet. this is a huge deal. I was wondering if you were over there still. The awesome. biggest thing, oh one God. of the biggest things is that he's uh, he's got four years to play three. Um, I know that's going to be an underrated thing, but if they don't think he's ready this year, he can take a red shirt and still play three. Zach, drop off this year uh, from, from this upcoming season, the, the season we've just finished with some elite prospects, you've got, of course, the one, the only, Derek Brown. Marlon Davidson, probably a round two guy, firmly round two. But there's a few folks that think he could eke his way into that first round sure. conversation. Mel Kuyper last week had Noah Igbenogany going 32nd that fires me to up. the Chiefs. I know that fires you up. So there's some definite first round talent. We've known that all season. Maybe one or two other Tigers worked their way in there. But let's keep it restricted to the defensive line. How big of a drop-off? Because, look, you're just massive. It's a massive drop-off. But I think the linebacking core is going to get so much better next year. I think they're going to be able to help it out. I mean, I think the front seven is going to be okay. Uh, I think the defensive backfield is going to take a step back to an extent. There's more upside there. But I think as a whole, from a leadership standpoint and, you know, who the alpha dog is, it sounded like it was Jeremiah Denson on that defense. So I, I don't think the defense is going to be as good as it was last year going into next year. You're just losing too many guys. But I think it's not going to be that big of a drop-off. And I think the offense is going to be significantly better. So I think Auburn's in a good spot. The schedule is easier. Um, I, I like what Auburn is doing moving forward. But guys, let me ask you this. And I'm being entirely serious when I ask this. Do you think Mel Kuyper was listening to the Locked on Auburn podcast? Yeah. Because I think we are higher on Noig Monogany than any other entity out there. Facts or no? I definitely think he's an FOP. He just doesn't know it yet. Sure. And he's uh, he's he's following our lead, and uh, there's a lot of reason to be enthralled, to be excited, enthused about the potential, or as some would say, the raw ability of Noah. I was watching the Senior Bowl on Saturday senior? because that's the kind of thing I do. I watched the Senior Bowl. Well, you didn't Bowl. just watch it. You put a lot of your livelihood on it, right? No, you can't bet on the Senior Damn. Bowl. Come Wait, on, you can't bet on the Senior Bowl? Not that I know of. No, you're right. We talked about this at a at a at a reach him. You can't do it. Reach a Kachina. You can only did, do it on the Pro Bowl. Senior Bowl's off limits, folks. Did hit the over on the uh, Pro Bowl though. All right, that's good. Anyway, <laughs> uh, f- they kept flashing someone's mock draft at the bottom, and they had. I bet it was Mel Kuyper's. It wasn't because it was, was it on, Todd McShay. It was on NFL Network. Oh, oh the uh, Daniel Jeremiah. Yeah, that sounds right. Painter. Sweet. He at number like twenty eight or something. He had Marlon Davidson to the Titans. That'd be awesome. So there are some people out three there. Three different guys from Auburn getting first round love. When two it's of all, which when, we didn't think might. When it's all said and done, I think if you were a betting man, we, we, I mean, if you were, <laughs> all right. Uh, I think it's more like I think it's more likely that, that you got Derek Brown going top ten. Um, it seems like a lot of people think he could wind up in the Panthers, which would be exciting if, if Cam sticks around. But anyway, whatever. It doesn't matter. They don't actually know each other that well. Okay. And then the other part of that is, like, I think if you're a betting man, Noeg, Benogany, and Marlon will find themselves probably firmly in the second round. But who knows? 
Mel Kuyper knows a lot more about uh It just depends on about this than I do. You know, is there is there a run of corners that go early in the draft? Is there a run of defensive ends, which is more likely in my opinion, that goes early in the draft? And then one of these teams that are picking late, they 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 just need a solid, safe guy. I think Marlon and, and Noah are both that. More Marlon than, than Noah, but it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun to see that. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Let's look at some basketball, shall we? I would love that. It's that time of the year. I think the biggest storyline coming from Saturday isn't the actual game. It is the press release that Auburn sent out saying that Saturday, in Auburn's home game against Kentucky, it will be the first time in program history that Auburn is the host for college game day. I think that's the storyline from Saturday. Yeah, and going a step further, I think it's a signal, it's symbolic, right, that you're at this point, a half decade ago, the thought of this show gracing Auburn's campus would have been laughable. You're right. And so not only is the Bruce Pearl, this was something he's talked about for the last few years. I don't want Auburn to just be a team that is in the top 25. I want to be a top 25 program. When College Game Day is paying attention to not only Kentucky and Florida, We've been the two dominant teams for the last 15 years in your conference. Sure. But they're paying attention to Auburn, even though Auburn fans like to act disrespected. Like, this is a moment in which people will have their eyes on a team that has historically been terrible. And and they're not anymore. And on top of that, I think you were mentioning this earlier on your show, Auburn has a good chance to go on the road and beat an Ole Miss team that only has one win in, in conference. Now They're not good. Yeah, um, so you basically can make this an even bigger matchup by making sure you don't stumble right before you you get it, get to Saturday's game. I think taking care of business, if you if we want to use that cliche, is an important one before they get to Saturday. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. I mean, the paradigm shift in the culture around Auburn basketball has been really interesting because it seems so... Hot and cold. And to me, Saturday, it was very cold as far as how the atmosphere was in Auburn Arena. I mean, there was a lot of, there was a handful of, of beat writers kind of tweeting about, you know, Bruce Pearl is having to focus more on pumping the crowd up than he should be. And I know it's Iowa State. I know it's for some reason this SEC Big 12 challenge is in the middle of conference season on a Saturday, but. I don't hate it. Like I thought, the, I do. The, the Kansas Tennessee one made sense, and it was a little bit less of a shiny object this year because Tennessee hasn't been as good. But like we did get some good matchups, but a 500 Iowa State team that's been struggling in conference play. Do, well, do, do you get any benefit from it being in the middle one, of conference play? 
there was what two good games. Yeah, I think the idea of it was more to create create a little bit of excitement midway through conference play. But you and don't I'm not need sure if that. It's, I'm not sure if it if it did that this year anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe the last game before conference play or something would. Be sure. Better. Yeah. Or if you want to make it some holiday special type thing, you know, put it on the week of Christmas. I don't know. I'm just kind of thinking of something as far as. Uh, you know, an excuse to get butts in seats in the middle of December, because I know a lot of programs have trouble with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I, on a Saturday in the middle of the SEC season, I, I just... It's better than a Wednesday in the middle of the SEC season. I guess. I guess that's true. I guess that's true. So Auburn basketball, they defeat Iowa State 80-76. to I don't think this final score is indicative at all of how the game went. Auburn was a significantly better team than Iowa State. They controlled for the vast majority of the game. I know a lot of people panicking of how close it was, especially at the end. But I'm just, I just don't think it's that big of a deal. What do you guys think? It's not. You know, Iowa State and Coach Pearl didn't shy away from this. Is a good offensive team, and at least they've got a couple of good players. Let's they've got a top five pick. Yeah, I mean, depending on where you look, Halliburton is is certainly a top ten guy, and some people think it could be as, as exactly what Michael's saying. So, the capability to shoot threes late in the game, coupled with Auburn, probably making a few bad decisions in the last two minutes, some of which you could probably credit towards Stan Joe Purifoy, but he wasn't the only one. Um, Doubt he had a turn. They, they, let, they, they turn. gave Iowa State a window, and then Iowa State took advantage of it. But that's kind of how basketball can go in the last two minutes. This is the second time this season that Auburn has played a team that has one guy who's a surefire lottery pick, and Auburn has really handled them handled the team anthony edwards the other yes what do you think that means there you just want to say it i i think it's worth noting i mean a lot of teams yeah. those guys go out and dominate and it doesn't happen against auburn it's a testament to to the defense i guess that's what i'm trying to say the on-ball defense for auburn is very good also georgia big win over Ole miss just destroyed them Isaac Okoro, best player on the court in my opinion. 32 minutes, 7-11 from the floor, 19 points. We still need more from Javon McCormick. Four of nine from the field, one of three from three. Finished with 11 points. More efficient than he has been, but I still think he needs to find the way to take that next step forward. I agree with you. Sidebar. Okay. Are there 7-11s in Alabama? <laughs> I don't think so. Interesting. Okay. Sorry, you said 7-Eleven. I was like, wait, I haven't seen a 7-Eleven in years. <laughs> well, 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 Seth Williams is in town because he's always open. What's going on? I didn't get I still don't really get that joke. Okay. 7-Elevens are 24-7. Yeah, they're always open, like Seth Williams. And he, as a receiver, actually, I don't even know if Seth's open. He just seems to make, is he open? How, yes. How how often is Seth open versus just making catches in congested areas? And it seems like they just throw it to him. I'm just saying, I can always drive into a 7-Eleven. I can go get my, oh, you my goods. Because we just decided there's none in Alabama. But they're always open, Michael. I can always get my gas no matter what time it is. Right. In the same vein, Bo Nix can always throw it to Seth Williams to get a completion. Where's the lie? No, there's no lie. Okay. All right. Along what that same line, that? I don't know. It's gone now. Did though. you notice that uh, <laughs> in the game on Saturday, uh, Macklemore was back like he never left? You've been waiting. You've been sitting on that one since Saturday. <laughs> yeah, you had forty-eight hours to work on that, and that's what you came up with. Ah, that's he's awesome. Pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> um, all right, so Auburn basketball—they take on. <laughs> oh, 
He's having a good time today. Someone slipped him a... <laughs> Boo. Auburn takes on Ole Miss tomorrow. And speaking of Ole Miss, Painter, we got some uh, some breaking news here at, uh, at the Locked On Podcast Network. Yes. Thank you, Zach, for this opportunity to let me riff. Um, if you are familiar, if you like what it is we do here on the Locked On Auburn Podcast. Yes. Locked On Ole Miss is going to have you covered for all your Ole Miss news. We're going to get things going February 3rd. Now, I think you may be saying, Painter, I'm an Auburn fan. What, are you hosting this? Uh, yes, yes. Good good thing to note there since I left that detail out. I'm kind of being vague about the we. I will be hosting a new podcast starting February 3rd. We're going to kick things off with Dr. Bo Wallace. Yes. You are not. Dr. You Bo. got Dr. Bo on? Dr. Bo starting the, the loom, if you will. So, hey, even if, um, if you're not big into Ole Miss athletics, and some of you might not be, I think there will be some interviews and guests you'll like hearing give you an insight into what's happening in the state of Mississippi and around the SEC. So if you'd like to, I'd love to have your ears check out the Locked on Ole Miss podcast starting February 3rd. Dr. Bo, Katy Perry, the biggest podcast in the world. What can I say? How do you think Painter is going to do with that? I think he's going to do really well. Sweet. That's it? I'm excited. Not the best, not huge, not grandos. I think you are going to do really well with the podcast. The podcast could grow to be, I don't know, second biggest in the SEC West. Wow. That stings. Who's number one? <laughs> Me. I don't have a podcast <laughs> that covers any SEC West teams. Don't care. All right. Yeah, you win. Gosh, this has been all over the place. Um, I've had a lot of fun. Thank you for that opportunity to plug, though. February 3rd, Locked on Ole Miss, all that jazz. Cool. Sweet. Um, oh, one other thing we have not talked about. Auburn now has a McDonald's All-American sign to their program because that's a thing that I thought I was going to say. Sharif Cooper, yeah. good. Jalen Green, also good. Sharif Cooper doing his best to bring Jalen Green with him. What if this team has Sharif Cooper and Jalen Green next year with a more seasoned Allen Flanagan, Jamal Johnson, Turbo leading the point? And no Javon won't, McCormick. Won't Sharif Cooper lead the point? Um. Yeah, he would take the ball. You're right. Okay, he would, so this he would is take what I've been wondering. You're right, but I think Turbo's going to be a factor there too. Been a little disappointed that he's not not managed to assert himself that's this been, year. That's been my biggest surprise. I mean, he's not even really getting chances. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think that's indicative of what. I mean, I'm sure he's getting chances in practice. Exactly. Yeah. Or it's just not ready. He's not. He's else, not ready. Anyone else a little worried that Turbo might take his talents elsewhere? Uh, I get the feeling he's getting opportunities. And he has to know that that is on him. I get that. But do you think that he might take Well, it would be best to have a backup guard. Like, Sharif Cooper may play 30-ish minutes a game next year, but I think it's still – I get the idea. It's like, am I going to get to be, if you will, the guy? And the the answer to that question, if you're Turbo Jones, is – Possibly as a junior. If Sharif Cooper is a one-and-done guy, I think you got a shot at it. And he, they're still going to get him on the floor. Um, but I, I hear you. I don't think I think you had to know that over the last year and probably coming in, like how, how likely of a possibility it is that you would have been teammates with Sharif Cooper. Well, you just look at other guys that have left and transferred away from Auburn. It's like if New Williams had stuck around, he would probably be playing a lot for Auburn right now. Davion Mitchell, though, good for him. Playing yeah. at Baylor and having some success, as is that team, but... That's but you're right. That, that's another guy. It's like if he had stayed, he actually may be starting. 
Well, and well for Davion also, like it worked out, right? Like yeah. he went to Baylor, and then they've turned out to be they're you know top ranked in the country. So and he's why. Yes, exactly. It's one hundred percent Davion Mitchell. I hear your point, Michael. I don't think that's going to be the case, but I guess it's not a something you can rule out. But I feel like he had to have been kind of realistic with himself about what the situation would be like. I was just throwing it out there. I'm glad you did. I'm I glad th- you I think did. It's something to. I think, think it's, it's worth thinking about. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. In our day and age in college athletics, guys leave for a lot less than I'm never getting to play. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Painter, where can people find you and hear you, sir? At Paint Sharpless on Twitter, and you can catch the lunch break from 11 to 1, ESPN 1067, ESPNAU.com, and the ESPN 1067 at February 3rd, the Locked on Ole Miss podcast. One week from today, baby. Michael Pappas. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Couch Potato. Follow me in the Action Network app, and uh, every day at 3 p.m., ESPN 1067 Twitter account going live, ES, uh, the Free Money Friday, every day. Yep, on ESPN 1067. Uh, it's a Twitter account. I'm Zach Blackerby. Follow me on Twitter at ZBlackerby. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Auburn. This has been another edition of the Locked On Auburn Podcast. Yeah! It's the Locked On Podcast <laughs> Network. Your team every day. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.